This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. I don't see uh, anything uh, conclusive at the moment to say that we need to deviate from the roadmap, but we've got to be cautious and we're keeping uh, everything under very close observation. We'll we'll know a lot more in a few days' time. The Prime Minister once vowed that the lockdown roadmap was irreversible. Not so much now. The Indian variant, with its wild spread in parts of England, including London, has thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. For the moment, we are still on course for restrictions to be lifted on June 21st. For the moment. And there's allegedly a government source telling some journalists those pubs that reopened indoors on Monday may have to close again. Local lockdowns appear to be edging their way back onto the table. And then there's confusion over the travel traffic light system. Can you go to an amber-listed country or not? Our Deputy Political Editor Nicholas Cecil has been trying to make sense of what's happening. First of all, Nicholas, will lockdown be lifted on June 21st? And are pubs going to have to close indoors again? Well, uh, things are all really a bit up in the air at the moment. So we're getting different messages from different ministers. So the latest from the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is that he's seen no conclusive evidence to suggest that the government will have to deviate from its roadmap. We're keeping everything under very, very careful, close review. We're looking at all the data as it comes in from uh, places like uh, Bolton, trying to understand uh, whether the Indian variant is uh, more transmissible, and if so, by how much more it's transmissible. Uh, I'm afraid we've just got a, a, a few more days of looking at that data. So that was pretty middle ground-ish. Um, earlier in the day, we had the Environment Secretary, George Eustace, saying that the government may have to look at local lockdowns and even delaying the final easing of lockdown or the restrictions on June the 21st. The Prime Minister has been clear all along that we will take it one step at a time. We've just yesterday done the uh, latest uh, set of easements allowing pubs to open again and cinemas and so on to open again. Um, We hope to get back to normal on the 21st of June but we'll obviously need to make an assessment as we have with all the other stages uh, a few days before that. That came 24 hours after the business secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, was sounding very much upbeat, saying that he had seen nothing to suggest he'd have to basically derail the roadmap. So it depends who you listen to. Kwasi Kwarteng is always upbeat and optimistic. Um, George Eustace is always a bit more feet on the ground and realistic. 
The idea of local lockdowns doesn't seem to be popular with a lot of people. I know Sadiq Khan was interviewed earlier and he said that he would be against them being introduced. I think what we know from last year is uh, local lockdowns, the tiering system just didn't work, it failed. It failed because the virus doesn't respect geographical boundaries. That's why it's really important for us to get a grip of this from the centre as far as the government's concerned by in those parts of the country where there is a concern rather than having regional lockdowns they are flexible in relation to the vaccine being extended to younger people uh, to ensure that the virus doesn't spread. But it does not appear that the government is ruling them out, does it? Yes, well, certainly at the moment, what you've got is certainly a number of localised hotspots with the Indian variant, the B1617.2, Bolton, Bedford, Blackburn. And certainly if, if you look at Bolton, there that you've got some very high infection rates and what is actually striking in Bolton is the infection rate amongst young children. We've always known that the virus spreads amongst older teenagers and some of them can get poorly but but not not seriously. But if you look at Bolton the highest seven day rate is amongst the ten to fourteen year old age group so it's, which is at five eight five point six per hundred thousand people a week which is far higher than the old age groups who have been vaccinated. And I think the challenge the government might face is that while they can vaccinate adults very quickly or or quicker, they can speed that up, if the virus is spreading amongst children, then that's far harder to control. Now, Nicholas, travel is another area which people seem to be very confused about. We have this traffic light system that was announced by the government, green, amber and red. What does amber actually mean? Should we be going to countries on the amber list? Well, that's a very good question. And these traffic light systems seems that it may be slightly malfunctioning at the moment. Many holiday makers would have thought that they could go to amber countries, just they had to quarantine on their return. If you go to a green country, you don't have to quarantine in your return. But now the, the government today seems to be putting the brakes on that. And we had the, the prime minister saying that um, if it's an amber list country, you should not somewhere you should be going on holiday. Just hours earlier, again, we had Mr Eustace saying that if you want to go and see family and friends out there, you you can. Now, there is some permission that you can go and see people for death in the family or another compassionate reason. But certainly many holidaymakers thought they could also go to amber countries. um, And now they've been told, no, you shouldn't. And while we're talking about travel, the government is continuing to be attacked for not imposing blocks on travel to and from India, isn't it? Yes, this looks like a a third case where the government has been too slow to act. We we had that in the first lockdown, we had that with the second lockdown, and certainly when cases were rising very sharply in India, a number of experts were saying, why is the government not putting India on the red list, especially when they did that to Bangladesh and Pakistan. The government was obviously seeking to strike a a trade deal with India. Um, The Prime Minister was due to go out to India, and there's certainly a feeling that that may have influenced the decision on whether to put India on on the red list and just delayed it by a few days, but which may be crucial in the end in terms of how quickly this variant has come to the UK and has been able to seed itself and start spreading. And the Prime Minister's advice again today is that if you get a call to get a vaccination jab, you should take it because there is some evidence that the current vaccines do protect against the Indian variant, isn't there? Yes, not only do they protect against the variant, but they also are believed to reduce its transmission. So the more people who are vaccinated, the harder it is for the virus and these new variants to, to circulate in the community. 
And certainly if you look at London, there have been at least 400 cases uh, of the injured variant. That's the latest figure we've got. I suspect it's several times higher than that by now. But what the experts are saying, the public health chiefs are saying, is that they don't think there's any evidence so far or much evidence so far of any widespread community transmission. So it's been largely people who've come back from India, the virus has spread to their family and, and, and friends, but it's not believed to have been transmitted onward to a significant scale. Although these figures, the, the, the 400 figure is certainly um, a, a, at least a couple of weeks old because it takes about that much time to do the genomic sequencing in order to identify these variants. And that's the leader. There's more on this story at standard.co.uk. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Please hit follow to make sure you don't miss an episode. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.